This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Hey, that was pretty damn bad. The Raptors lose to the Pelicans in New Orleans, 126-108. to Most of the guys back in tow for this one, Precious Achua out, Otto Porter Jr. out, Ron Harper Jr. and Justin Champagny down with the 905. And the Raptors got smoked, dude. More on that after the introduction. This is, of course, the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Samson Folk. And this is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And hey, shout out to Goldfinger Law. You know why? Because you only pay if you win when it comes to them. And you can contact them at 416-730-1777. Okay, so 126 to 108. And I got to tell you, that was not really... uh, I don't even think losing by 18 is emblematic of how bad the Raptors got beaten this game. Fueled by... Uh, a Gary Trent Jr. run that was one of the best shooting, you know, one of one of his best runs of shooting in a short amount of time that I've seen personally. And this is a guy who goes on very hot stretches, uh, helped bring the Raptors back into this. Um, some nice defensive plays where the Raptors had kind of figured out how they want to try and tackle the Zion matchup. But for the most part, we're looking at a team that was extremely limited in offensive creation. Basically, it was Pascal Siakam in the first half of the game. Uh, somewhat throughout the second half, but taking it easier. And Gary Trent Jr. in the second half, a lot of Gary Trent Jr. But when we look at Scotty Barnes, it's four points. Uh, I believe he's one of seven from the field. Fred, it's two points, one of six from the field. They combined for 11 assists. Does that matter to you? Do you care about that? That's not of much note to me. Thad, he played 15 minutes. He had like two points, one assist. OG, 12 points, three assists. But the four turnovers... He had a, a tough time. Uh, there were a few drives where he turned the ball over and looked overextended. Uh, Boucher, tough game. He left with an injury as well. I'm not sure where that's currently sitting. Wancho, a decent game, actually. He's been playing good basketball. He comes in, plays 23 minutes, nine points, three boards, three assists. Uh, four or six from, from the field. Some Still cutting well, doing his thing. No turnovers, just low calorie. Guy coming in to do his thing, but... That's about, I don't know, Gary, Wancho, and Siakam is about where the positives end for this team. And Siakam started out the game three straight buckets. They were playing him in single coverage, and he was kind of getting to wherever he wanted to. I know that he was a little bit underwhelming in transition in this game. I think that's fine. Maybe he stopped pushing as hard for some of those transition buckets because the Raptors were getting blown out, quite frankly. And that was no good. Nobody likes seeing that. But when the game started out and he was, you know, locked in in the half court, he was getting to his spots. He was creating. Um, There was one play where he did turn it over on a double. But for the most part, even with five turnovers, I think you can 
kind of sit back and say, I liked the decision making. Although the spacing got squeezed, the Raptors were not able to provide much of anything outside of Gary's shooting from downtown. And they went 11-38 from deep, which is not good. I don't think anybody would sign off on that. What's that, 29%? Uh, that is the second game shooting less than 37, 36% uh, with Pascal playing. So that's, I guess, or with Pascal healthy. So that's the 12th game or the 11th game where that's been the case. So typically, Pascal Siakam is pretty good at getting guys into their spots, drawing so much defense so they have open looks. In this game, man, you want to talk about length? The Raptors certainly haven't. But Dyson Daniels, Larry Nance Jr., uh, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy the Third, Williamson, Valanciunas, the the Pelicans had it. They had everything they wanted. The Zion matchup, it didn't go well for the Raptors. They were running Zion in these dribble handoffs, like whether it's Chicago or Miami, some blade action after pick and roll. Uh, you know, he set that screen on the weak side. He comes off of it, just barrels to the rim. The Raptors, to their credit, they started top locking some of that stuff to make sure he couldn't get the ball. And they were pretty diligent about making sure he couldn't reroute. But that eventually stopped. They didn't have the stamina or the willpower to stop Zion from coming over top of screens and and being able to reroute eventually. And then it became a point where the Raptors just, when Zion had the ball, open court, half court, they couldn't stop anything. And by the time they actually figured out, okay, this is what we want to do with this matchup, it was too little too late. Um, They started bringing basically a goalie over, a guy who's going to rotate over and make sure that, hey, you know, Zion, there isn't a driving lane here because we're going to sit somebody in your lane. And we're going to rotate to the back end of the defense and we're just going to make sure, hey, nobody gets here. Nobody causes any ruckus. You're not getting downhill because it'll be a charge. Or you're going to have to take off from about 14 feet instead of 8 or 7. Something like that where he can always just keep on finishing at the rim. And you know, oftentimes we do talk about that connectivity that is so essential to the Raptors defense with all of that motion, especially with a guy like Zion coming in and stirring it up. A guy like Jones Valanciunas, who's going to be on the glass and who's going to be available for all these dump downs, you know, 16 and 13 for JV tonight, 33 and 10 for Zion with five assists and four steals. He was absolutely dominant. But Trey Murphy, the third is one of the best shooters flat out in the NBA and he had a hell of a time. I think he made, what, six threes in this game? Yeah, six. There was a lot of room for him to shoot. He went six of 12. The I'm sure the Pelicans were very happy with his performance. Herb Jones hit a couple threes. And not only that, but we're looking at a guy who was looking to and was able to press a little bit with his own dribble, put some pressure on the rim. That was cool to see. Dyson Daniels had an awesome game defensively. He was tremendous working off of the catch and then finding guys for laydowns or spraying out to the corner or above the break for shooters. Awesome. Had a couple really good finishes at the rim. He hit a three himself. That's not typically his game. Larry Nance Jr. hit two threes. The Raptors just got thoroughly beat. And so the big deal here is that Herb, Trey, Zion, Valanciunas, Alvarado, all these guys, they play really stout defense at the point of attack, some of them. And the other guys are long in help. And a guy like Fred Van Vliet, who couldn't get that first step by anybody tonight and kept working to get to spots on the floor, just didn't. And this is where that one for eight is particularly painful because the Raptors needed that secondary scoring around Pascal Siakam. And then it came in the form of Gary Trent Jr., but the Raptors are already behind by so much at that point. The Raptors can win a game scoring 108 points. 
they will not win very many games allowing 126. And so it's tough to say which was the bigger problem in this one because both the offense and the defense stunk. It's just a bad game, man. And yes, it, it was because Pascal was the only guy who could take Herb kind of pressing up into him, Jose Alvarado pressing up into him, Trey Murphy the third pressing up into him, and kind of bang his way down into the paint, get to a spot where he's comfortable, where the opposing team knows, hey, this guy can make a shot from here. And he's able to manipulate and draw doubles and get to his own spots there. That works. And then the second half, Gary working off of pin downs, coming off of staggered sets, all this kind of stuff, doing a pretty good job with with his own dribble as well, getting into space, finding room to to get a shot up every once in a while, getting downhill. That was awesome to see. And then just eventually like sort of ballistic, you know, six threes. He, he kind of gathered them up in short order. It was nice to see. He had six made shots outside of that. Some of, I think he was five or seven from the line at the end of this one, just Really great work coming off of the bench, understanding exactly what's being asked of him. Hey, you got to get shots up. You also have to be, when you catch on the move, that ball has to go downhill. You might have to make like a little pass over the top to somebody who's, uh, you know, rolling to the rim or short rolling or stuff like that. He had a couple passes that were nice in that facet. The one assist doesn't really capture the uh, the steps being made as a playmaker or anything like that. But I I liked those passes being made. The three steals... You know, he's always been pretty good as far as when he makes that decision. You know, he he misses out on a lot of them. But if he's close enough that he can get a hand on it, he's got really great hands, whether it's picking somebody with a live dribble, ripping it out of somebody's hands, or if he's trying to blow up like a pin down or something where the ball's coming in and it could be contested airspace. If he gets his hand in there, we're we're in pretty good shape. The three steals, I think, are a reflection of that. Uh, That was nice to see. But... Just a really nice night for Gary Trent Jr. He deserves a lot of love in this one. Um, very happy with his performance, you know, and, and not all of it dependent on shooting. Honestly, this is utilizing his gravity as a shooter. Yes, that's important. It's good he made shots, but also understanding that guys want to play him as a shooter, and that does afford him a, you have a few more opportunities to turn these possessions downhill, which he did. But at the end of it all. Raptors are just getting smoked, dude. They they really, really had a tough time of it in this one. And, you know, they did like a you know, fake comeback thing that everybody talks about. So we didn't even necessarily get like a lot of garbage time to figure out how Jeff Doughton or Malachi Flynn look. Uh, the answer for both of them is like incomplete. We, we couldn't possibly say they play two and a half minutes in this one. There's not much to take away from it. The Raptors kept their guys in it for a decent amount of time. Like Pascal... He played 34 minutes. Why? He's in the game for so long. Gary, 33 and a half. I know 34 isn't a lot for Pascal typically, who, I mean, he averaged, what, 38 minutes per game last season. He was averaging probably close to that at the start of this season. But 34 after his injury and working his way back, that's surprising a little bit. But yeah, the Raptors got smoked, dude. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what else to tell you. They got absolutely unbelievably hammered in this game uh reggie evans award hell i'm giving it to gary Trent jr honestly because this game was lost and and was never found for what it's worth but this game was lost and the raptors needed to you have to be an nba team you have to play the rest of the game and my goodness gary 
working for his own buckets, you know, keeping the Raptors at a respectable length, arm's length, whatever. I think that was important. And uh, he worked very hard to get to his shots and, and to make sure that uh, he could, you know, 35 one and one is a pretty, like that's a score stat line to be sure, but it's not a Reggie Evans stat line typically, but uh, the Raptors, they just, they didn't have the the matchup for Zion. He made OG, who still should be in contention for a defensive player of the year. This this isn't a referendum. This is about Zion being a very special athlete. It's so special that we've never seen anybody like him before on earth. Uh, perhaps prior, but not documented. Nobody has seen this or talked about this. And uh, he's that special. And OG at times, Pascal at times, Scotty at times, paled in comparison to what was happening there. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Top quick reaction comment is from Mark Booth. Quote, all Fs except Gary. End quote. Why would you give Pascal an F or Wancho an F? Like, that doesn't seem sensible to me. I mean, you, like, Gary had, what, marginally a better game than Pascal? But Pascal, as far as, like, what you're creating and the output on offense is probably... 35 points is not 23 points, of course, but when you consider assists and advantage created for others and all that kind of stuff, but also grading on a scale, all that kind of stuff, who knows? But yeah, uh, there was more than just Gary in this one, but Gary certainly was, you know, I think he deserves the most attention for this game. He deserves a lot of love and hell yeah, Gary, I'm glad you had a game like this because people have been waiting for a, a blow up, I think. So that's nice to see. Uh, Mark, thanks for writing in. Listener, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. After a loss such as this, uh, I've been Samson Folk. Uh, I guess if you're if you're watching on YouTube, like the video. I'm looking at you right now. Like the video, subscribe. Go to raptorsrepublic.com and subscribe. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast channel, thank you for tuning in with me. Whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.